For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. Bring you a spotlight interview. This is Ryan Roberts at Rise and Draft on Twitter. Thank you for following along with us at the Believe Podcast Network, bringing you everything and anything you need to know for the 2021 NFL Draft and beyond. Every Thursday, we have been doing some interview segments for our Spotlight interviews, bringing you an inside look into some of the best players in all of college football on varying levels. I have me with me today a, a player that I've spoken to before. He was in a, a different uniform last time I spoke to him, but he is doing absolutely great things right now in the Big 12 Conference at Kansas State. I got Mr. Briley Moore, tight end, transferred out of Northern Iowa. Briley, I think this is our third time speaking now, man. So how's everything going for you? How's the uh, transition and just general, how's the family and all that good stuff right now for you? Yeah, I'm excited to be back on and uh, talking to you. Everything Everything's going amazing. Um, the season's going well so far. The Transition to Manhattan, um, Kansas has been been great and smooth, so can't complain about anything right now. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm really happy to see that you're playing football this fall. Obviously, with everything COVID-relating this offseason, I know a lot of FCS programs, in fact, the majority of FCS programs, because you're at Northern Iowa, yep. unfortunately are getting pushed to the spring. So I'm sure that that was kind of like a heavy, heavy into your decision. Can you just briefly, Briley, just go into the decision – of leaving Northern Iowa, and then on the flip side, you found a great spot here in Kansas State. What was it about Kansas State that really stuck out to you? Yeah, so once yeah. I once I decided to make the decision, um, it was kind of when when everything had just started. School had just kind of gotten shut down for us. Workouts, um, spring ball canceled, and you know at the time nobody really knew what could potentially happen with it. What we're facing now. Um, but there was there was those questions, and um, once it all happened, and you know, people started to say, "Okay, is this going to still be a thing come season time?" And everything got shut down. It started getting heavy on my heart um, of just you know, kind of wanting to see what was out there, wanting to see if there was a, a possibility of me being able to um, compete at at the next level, um, at the Power Five level. And you know, it, it, it took a couple weeks um, thinking about it, long conversations with my family. Um, with my coaches at Northern Iowa. And, you know, I, I ended up in the end just deciding it was the best thing for me. Um, and, you know, looking back now at, you know, the opportunity to just be playing football this fall um, with a lot of FCS programs, especially Northern Iowa, not being able to play, it uh, it, it surely, surely worked out in my favor. Um, but, you know, I've said many times there was, there was nothing against um, Northern Iowa, nothing negative happened that, caused me to leave. Um, you know, I, I have nothing but love for the players there, the community, the coaching staff. Um, it was just a decision I thought that was best for me. 
And then once I did end up um, entering the transfer portal, um, one team that I was <laughs> hoping that would would reach out was Kansas State. Um, just because, you know, one, it's closer to home. Two, I knew knew the coaching staff while they were at North Dakota State, knew what they did with tight ends, knew the type of culture that they had um, in their program from North Dakota State to, you know, having uh, one of my, my good friends, Skyler Thompson, here and, and listening to him talk about how things are here. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it was just it was an easy decision because, um, yes, it was, you know, a school at the power five level, but it was also an opportunity for me to um, come into a, a team that has a great culture um, with a coaching staff that I know a lot about. Um, so, you know, kind of less less uh, red flags. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's been amazing ever since. Yeah, and I was really happy that you landed there with Kansas State because, I mean, even going back to Coach Snyder before uh, Coach Kleiman came in, like the the culture that they have really established over there is just a hardworking blue-collar culture, and they they develop a lot of really great football players. So I was very happy to see you end up there. I want to ask, though, before we move on to that, the transfer portal. I've talked to a few people about their experiences. I feel like – (laughs) <laughs> Some guys had great experiences. Some guys, it's like, whoa, man, like this is a little overwhelming. Was yeah. there a high priority for uh, – like was there a lot of teams reaching out to you? How chaotic can it get in your experience in the transfer portal? It was it was crazy. It was more than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, I really tried to not let it get too chaotic, um, you know, mentally and, and worry about it too much. But I probably didn't put my phone down for three days straight. <laughs> It was it was crazy, um, you know, call after call and, and sending text after text and just trying to stay up with all of it. Um, I think they're on the third day, I think it was. Um, me and my fiance were just like, all right, I'm putting my phone down. We're going to go out. We're going to go on a walk for a couple hours and, and just leave our phones at the house. And we did that. And, and that was amazing. Um yeah, pretty pretty quickly into it though. I kind of started to narrow the list down um, from the schools so that it wouldn't be that chaotic for for that long of a period of time. Sure, sure. And and I, as you mentioned, you know, it's a little closer to home. You're originally from Blue Springs, Missouri, so I think that's only like what two hours maybe or so from there. Right at two hours. Right at out two hours. I know the last time we spoke. For people that don't know, you, you, um, you're a new father. Congratulations again. I, I know we spoke about it a little bit last time, but how happy just from that perspective, the family, you know, being able maybe to come to every home game and being a little closer to home, just how pumped was the family overall for that decision? Um, my family was more excited than I, I was, I think. they, uh, My fiance, she was amazing from the point that I even started thinking about it. Um, and you know, that's, that's not easy to do having a, a newborn to just pick up. She had never left Iowa, um, to just pick up and leave. And, but she, you know, she was beyond supportive and, and helped me through it all. And then, um, you know, the rest of my family was, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of family that has always been K-State fans actually. Um, so they were very thrilled whenever I, I ended up making that decision, um, and yeah, I appreciate it. Um, uh, having a having a baby, he Malachi is amazing. Almost a almost a year old here in a couple of weeks, which is I mean just so crazy to think that the past year is well, it's just flown by. Um, so you know, 
family was a big decision or a big factor in my decision. And um, it just, you know, as other things, it just, it was the right decision. Has it, it's almost been a year already since you had your baby. That is nuts, man. I, I'm just like thinking back. I remember like what we talked last time. They, um, yeah. Your son was just born. Like that's, that's yep. absolutely insane. It's- we're, we're expecting our first in a little over three months. So I'll, I'll know what that uh, feeling is pretty soon as well. Congratulations. So, Congratulations. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm just, I mean, Bradley, I'm, I'm just like glowing a little bit over here, man. Because again, I'm just so happy with the decision you made because I'm looking at so far, right? Three and one, 14 receptions over 200 yards, a couple touchdowns. I know you had a touchdown that was called back as well. So you've been very um, heavily influenced into this offense. You, you kind of just hit the ground running. What is it schematically about Kansas State? Because the one thing I love about them, you know, they're definitely going to spread the ball out to their to their athletes, right? Because you're playing in that Big 12 conference. But yep. the use of the tight end usage is always very high in that offense. H back, some inline stuff. You do a little bit of everything. How happy are you just with schematically how this team is able to use the tight end position and use you specifically? Yeah, um, you know, this coaching staff is just, I mean, they're amazing. They're so smart, um, genuine people. um, And the schematics in this offense is just crazy because, you know, one play we might be in an empty formation to the next play we'll be in 22 personnel running um some sort of gap scheme and then next play will be in 11 or 12 personnel running running a, a zone scheme um so just you know the way that they move the tight ends around I mean really everybody but in my situation the tight ends and you know ask they ask us to do so much and um you know I I take a, a big honor in that and and knowing um the ins and outs and um, the schemes of the offense. Um, and, you know, we rotate from 11 to 12, um, 22 personnel. 20, I mean, we just – we do a little bit of everything, which is, you know, fun to me because it makes it makes it hard for defenses to prepare for us throughout the week because, you know, you don't only have to prepare for, okay, they're going to run mainly zone scheme and they're going to be in 11 and 12 personnel. Um, you know, we jump in and out of – out of personnels, um, run all the different schemes that you can. And, um, I mean, it's, it's just been a blast being able to, to gain more football knowledge, um, since I've been here. Absolutely. And, and one thing that's uh, a little odd for me, but I love it to the highest degree was, you know, I'm used to watching 86 <laughs> in the purple. Right? And now, now I'm watching number zero in right. the purple. Yep. It, it's, it's still taking a little bit to get used to, Riley, but talk to me about the decision to wear zero. Is that just kind of something that, you know, was a little maybe unique and you wanted to kind of be a little different? What went into that decision? Yeah. Um, it, honestly, it still takes me some time to get used to. <laughs> There's another, there's a younger tight end that wears 86 and I'll see him at practice with his shorts, say 86 or something. And for a half a second, I'll be like, how'd you get my shorts? Then I'll realize, <laughs> oh, nope, I, not me anymore. Um, but once I got here, I, so there is a new rule that was passed. I want to say over the winter or spring um, that you can't have three people in, in uh, the same number, offense, special teams, defense. Um, right. So the numbering was kind of limited um, once I got here, and so they weren't weren't sure what was gonna what it was gonna be. And then finally, um, 
once I got the the numbers that I could choose from. For some reason, zero just kind of stuck out to me. Being a grad transfer, being my first year here, um, I for some reason just thought zero was fitting, and it, it has been, which is so. I mean, it's crazy to think you know the the significance of a number in football, but I feel like I feel like the number just just fits the situation so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that completely makes sense. It's a little bit of an abnormal situation, right? But yep. it, I feel like, like you said, man, it's really starting to fit. I like the zero look, honestly. Some positions, not as much. Like, I don't want to see any um, defensive tackles wearing zero, but like, <laughs> right. you know, some of the skill position a little bit. I can definitely get down with that. For sure. And I know three straight wins after, yep. you know, I, I know you guys had a close loss to begin the season, Arkansas State, but 38 yep. 35 of Oklahoma. Texas Tech 31-21, 21-14 over TCU, even with Skylar Thompson having to miss the game. Yep. So you guys are on a little bit of a roll now, beating some, you know, I mean, TCU and Oklahoma are some mainstays in the conference. They always kind of figure into the, the final decision there. Yep. The, the role you guys are on, what, 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 is, what has it been like, just the momentum you're gaining, and, and how confident is this team now moving forward here? Yeah, Um you know, after that first loss, it was kind of a, a reality check for us. Um, but one thing I'll say to the team's credit is, you know, once we got back to back to work on Monday, you know, we flushed what happened, but we kept in that feeling after the game in our mind and in our hearts, and we just went back to work. Um, we had a bye week after that, and so the – the two weeks leading up to the the first game, you know, we just we just went to work um, each and every day and didn't look too far ahead. Just focused on the day, and um, that's really been our mentality ever since. Uh, we keep you know one thing that we're preaching right now is uh, don't be sedu- seduced by success, and um, I think that's something that that we're doing a great job of. Of you know, we beat Oklahoma. All right, celebrated it happy you know get back to on monday we're back to work and um you know i think i think that's that's something incredible that we're doing really um because it's it's working as you can see and you know guys are hungry and you know we're not gonna we're not satisfied um with only three three wins you know we want to continue to get better each and every day this week with the bye week um trying to find new ways that we can we can get better and uh you know, I, I'd say just as a whole team standpoint, where it's doing amazing. Um, at the same time, you know, winning those games and and playing against the the competition that we have, it definitely adds confidence to your team. Um, and you know, just whenever we are, you know, grinding through through a bye week, um, we're just having fun. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've noticed to this point is, you know. We're going going through it. We're we're in a bye week, but but guys are just out there having fun, making plays, and getting better. Absolutely, and and I know you just mentioned you're, you're on the bye week. You're going to be in um, homecoming game against Kansas yep. next weekend yep. in Manhattan. So, and I know University of Kansas is struggling a little bit to say the least over the last couple games. So, yep. uh, look, just kind of looking forward here, Bradley, for the last couple questions here. Kansas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Baylor, Texas. Seems like all winnable games to me. What What is the emphasis for the rest of the year? What are just some goals that you might have individually, team-wise? What does this team want to accomplish? Um, you know, our biggest thing is just going 1-0 and each week. Uh, really, that's, that's all that we're focused on. We're not looking past 
really right now we're not looking past the bye week. Um, we're obviously focusing a little bit on Kansas, um, but really we're focusing ourselves and saying, okay, how can we improve from what we've done um, in the past three weeks? Um, but, you know, just going one and no at the end of each week is what we're focused on and, and not looking too far past Kansas. Honestly, yeah, you just said it, but I, I didn't even know who we played after Kansas. <laughs> but that's kind of that's just kind of the mentality that we have right now is, okay, we're focused on Kansas. Um, we're focused on getting better today. And, and that's, and that's it. Um, which I think is, is an amazing thing. And it's, it's worked for us to this point. Um, but you know, goals, I, I'm normally a really big goal setter, um, down to the specific number the specific catches touchdowns. Um, but one thing I really challenged myself to do this year is, you know, I obviously have my personal goals. Um, but, to not focus as much on that stuff um, with the crazy year um, that COVID has affected and, uh, you know, transferring into a new school, you know, I'm just, just trying to do whatever I can do to help the team um, continue to go one and know each week, um, whatever that may, may be, you know, whether it may be two catches, six catches, no catches, um, blocking the point of attack, whatever it is. Um, that's, that's what I'm focused on doing each and every week. Yeah, and I, that's a that's a very good perspective to have, keeping everything very short-term, week by week. Sure. I'm going to try to push you into the future a little bit to end this interview because I know last time we talked and did an interview, we were talking a little bit about, you know, just the excitement of potentially playing professional football down the road, you know, just yep. going into your, your then true senior season, but obviously you had to take the red shirt with the injury. Yep. Looking at it now, Briley – I know that there is the new rule put in place that, you know, seniors have an extra year of eligibility. They could potentially come back for next year. Right. But just kind of focusing on maybe, you know, 2021 potentially an NFL draft, ending it with what would that blessing be like? Because I know last time we talked, you had a, a newborn, but now, you know, with, with now seeing them grow, and you mentioned Malachi almost being a year old, yep. just what type of blessing would it be for you and your family when that dream ultimately becomes a reality and you can call yourself officially a professional football player. <laughs> I got chilled while you were explaining that. Um, it would just be a, it'd be a dream come true. You know, I've worked, worked my whole life for it. I've wanted to be a professional football player since I was just a little kid. Um, you know, I remember one time in, in middle school, I, we had to do an assignment on um, our, what we were going to be one day a profession. And, crazy enough I said I was gonna go to the University of Oklahoma <laughs> which <laughs> I just played against Oklahoma and beat so that just shows the 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 type of dreams that I'm reaching right now which is just insane um but then further to to play in the NFL and um my teacher told me that I would fail if that's what I chose because it's unrealistic to go division one and it's unrealistic to in that specific to go to Oklahoma to play football on an athletic scholarship. And it's unrealistic for me to go to the NFL. And, you know, it's just, it's just crazy looking back on those moments because, you know, I really am living out the dreams that I've had since a little kid. You know, I didn't go to Oklahoma. I took a different route. I went FCS for four years and then now just knocked down number three Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, one, one thing I'm doing is just, I'm trying to live in the moment of, you know, the fact that I'm really living out my dreams in real life right now, which is crazy. Um, you know, looking forward if I'm blessed with the opportunity, 
it just truthfully be a dream come true. I couldn't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine because I see it in my head all the time. Um, you know, sitting on the couch, getting a phone call um, with my boy Malachi um, on my lap and my fiance Caitlin next to me and the rest of the family around um, to say that, you know, I'm officially a professional football player. It just, it'd be, it'd be insane. It's, you know, continue to work each and every day to make that a reality. Well, Bradley, I will say when that when that does become a reality, you need to send that teacher an email, maybe with a percentage chart, and then put your name next to the percentage that did make it. You know what I mean? So, Amen. Amen to that. Absolutely, man. So again, I'm here with Mr. Briley Moore, tight end from Kansas State University. Happy to be joined with him today. The team is off to a three-in-one start. More great things to go in the future. I expect a lot, obviously, of Briley as well. Briley, appreciate you again, man, coming on. It's it's always fun just being able to, you know, just recap what's been going on with you, man. And I, I wish you the best of luck and my best to the family moving forward. I, I know you, um, you're you you're a great young man who really has his priorities straight. So I thank you so much for coming on today, man. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.